Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. Want to get his thoughts on Bufkin and Howard tonight. Both projected, uh, you know, somewhere between 10 and 20, depending on what NBA mock drafts you look at. Also, I did post uh, the Wolverine.com had on threes Michigan schedule. I posted 12 and 0. And people are ripping me, calling me a homer, jock sniffer, and other things I can't say on air because we're a family show, Chris. If there's a year, Bill, to pick 12 and 0, this is it, right? Yeah, I'm really uh, going out on a limb, right? I'm going out on a limb picking Michigan 12 and 0. No, and you know, it's hard. Uh, they could have lost to Illinois last year, and. Um, but that was really the, the one tight game that they had, if you look at the rest of the schedule. And uh, they've got a better team, they think, this year. They've got the best team they think that Tim Harbaugh's had. So, yeah, Blake Corum coming back. they got outstanding defensive line play, offensive line. You look right down, there's really not a weakness. So, uh, I'm there with you. I've got them 11-1 just because it's so hard to run the table. And to do it two years in a row would be almost unbelievable, but uh, it's certainly feasible, and they've got the talent to do it. They've got the leadership to do it. I think that they're going to be playing Ohio State for the Big Ten Championship or the right to go to the Big Ten Championship game in November, Bill. I'm with you. And that'll be the last year of the East and the West in the Big Ten because the following year UCLA and USC they come to the Big Ten, Chris. And it'll be the top two teams. So we could see Michigan Ohio State three times in 2024, it could be the last game of the year, the Big yeah. Ten Championship game, and the expanded 12-team college football playoff. Michigan and Ohio State could play each other three times within seven weeks. That's the reality. And, uh, you know, it's highly unlikely probably, but at the same time, that's the reality. You look at Georgia and Alabama and, and teams like that, it, it's been happening in the SEC. and. I don't think Michigan's going away, and with the expanded playoff, I would expect Michigan to be there quite a bit, right? you got to be in the top 12, and who knows, maybe they'll expand that to 16 teams down the road. But uh, to me, uh, you know what, it's, it's not traditional, but we knew it wasn't going to be. And it's exciting that you've got trips to USC, you got UCLA coming to the big house. That schedule's going to be unbelievable. they got Texas coming to Ann Arbor. I'm guessing they'll be better when they do, so uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, and you've got the two protected rivalries in Ohio State and Michigan State, so all those complaints about Michigan's weak schedule and weak non-conference schedule and so on and so forth are, are going to go right out the window because they're going to be playing one of the toughest schedules in the country, if not the toughest, next year, Bill. Chris Ballas from the Wolverines.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. I threw out our Budweiser Folds of Honor cans Huge question of the day, and I'll have you answer it, Chris. Who goes first tonight or first in the NBA draft, Kobe yeah. Bufkin or Jed Howard? It'll be Bufkin, and I think he'll go in the top 15 picks, might even be 12. Uh, he's really just climbing up the charts, and a lot of teams really like him. They like his personality. Uh, I, Jed Howard's got some weaknesses in his game, and if you read some of the scouts and the, the opinions on him, they said, you know, uh, he had the green light. The ultimate green light is what they called it at Michigan, and yet he was basically just a shooter and didn't generally get his teammates involved and didn't play any defense. You know, the knock on him was kind of the same knock that there was on Imani Bates, and they said, uh, you know what, you got to be better than that. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he slipped into the 20s, uh, you know, um, but he's got that potential as a shooter that uh, kind of like Jordan Poole, right? He left here with kind of a black mark on the resume, and they got the best out of him in Golden State. If he goes to the right situation where he's really well coached, 
I think he can do something. So, But there's no question in my mind Bufkin will go first. And kind of Michigan's bad luck, right, that they're too good at developing players because they've had guys like Franz Wagner and Kobe Bufkin just absolutely explode in their sophomore years, and then you don't get another year out of them and you're scrambling to put a roster together the following year. But uh, kudos to Juwan Howard and the staff because that kid at the beginning of the year, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, was probably the most improved player in college basketball, Bill, and he's going to be rewarded for it. I said this uh, at the end of last hour, Chris, and I don't know if you'll agree or disagree, but you know, you think about what Michigan had a year ago in Bufkin, Jed Howard, Dickinson, and a year later, Dickinson is at Kansas. These guys are gone to the NBA, and Michigan woefully underachieved last season. 100%. Absolutely they did. And they can talk about, you know what, they lost Jalen Llewellyn, which didn't help, and I think he would have gotten better as the year went on. If you look at uh, guys like Mike Smith and, and Devontae Jones and some of the other ones they brought in, they, they tended to get better as the year went on. So that hurt when you had to thrust Doug McDaniel in as your starting point guard as a true freshman. But when you've got that talent out there and it just didn't mesh, and part of it was the dynamic with Juwan Howard and Jed Howard. And, and I'm not going to apologize for saying that. It was very, very clear that something was off uh, when Jed Howard was on the floor and there were many times that they were better without him. And uh, you could sense it in his teammates and the body language. So, um, you know what, you, you hope that it's a one-off, but with, with Dickinson and with Howard and with Buffkin out there, uh, Doug McDaniel got better. He had his moments. That team should have easily been a tournament team, no question about it. And that's two years in a row now where you look at the regular season and you say, man, uh, they needed to be better than that. You covered it up with that Sweet 16 run a couple of years ago, but they need to be better. This is a big year for Jawan Howard, and they've got a couple pieces. They still need one more guard. Unfortunately, Kentucky's Antonio Reeves won't be the guy. They were looking at him, but it sounds like he's not going to be in the portal, couldn't graduate on time, so going to go back to Kentucky. And uh, so they still need one more piece. If they get that piece, I think they can make some noise, Bill. But as of now, this looks like another uh, middle-of-the-pack team in the Big Ten. And the big question will be a year from now, while we're preparing for the 2024 NBA draft, and I don't think there'll be anybody from Michigan that we'll be discussing, will Juwan Howard stay at Michigan? Will he move on? Will he be quietly forced out if there's another underachieving year that's something we won't know until this upcoming season is complete yeah and i don't think they'll force him out i don't think that's uh board manual's mo but i do think he's getting frustrated and i don't blame him when you look at the nil stuff you lose your top player and some of the stuff that he said about Michigan, you know, when your top players like I wasn't getting a hundred thousand from the collectives when I was at Michigan, and and his parents are hearing from agents and stuff that five hundred thousand should be the minimum. Well, then, yeah, I don't blame Juwan Howard for being upset, and he's going to have other opportunities, whether it's a head coach in the NBA where he was interviewing, or he's an assistant coach or whatever. So I don't know how anybody would blame him. If he decided, okay, I'm fighting a losing battle here. So you see Jim Harbaugh, though, we said the same thing about him. He's out on the road, and he's fundraising for what's called Empower for Michigan and uh, funding their NIL and, and really being proactive with it. And uh, they're making a lot of progress, but they're still losing guys, Bill, that they should be getting, that they've led for, and then all of a sudden a Florida will come in and, you know, with a bag of cash or an NIL promise that Michigan can't compete with. So they're still working there, too. But basketball is miles behind. And it's unfortunate because I think Juwan Howard and his staff deserve better than that. Chris Ballas from the Wolverines.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Before I let you go, 
As we look ahead to fall camp for Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines, uh, what are some of the buzz stories right now connected to this team you're hearing out of Ann Arbor? Yeah, we've done a ton of interviews exclusive for our football preview. I'll get one in your hands here in about a week and a half, Bill. And uh, talk to all the coaches. I can tell you this, they are as high on this team as as they've been since they've been here. I uh, talked to Sharon Moore. They love their offensive line. Blake Corum told me he thinks this offensive line could be the best of the three that he's run behind. He said, you look at these guys and, and their attitudes and, and their, their physicality up front and said, these guys are monsters. Some of these transfers they brought in, Miles Hinton, Ladarius Henderson, so Drake Nugent at center. Um, we've heard everything good except for special teams are a little bit concerned. You don't know when you lose a guy like Jake Moody and Brad Robbins, uh, who didn't have a great year but was at least consistent getting the ball off and putting it where it needed to be. You know, is that going to be a weak mark? And uh, they need to improve their red zone offense. They've made that a priority, but they feel really, really good about this football team. They don't really feel like they have a weakness and that they feel like they have depth at every position that they'd be able to withstand some injuries. So more excitement than I've heard in a long, long time out of Ann Arbor. And this is a team coming off back-to-back championships. Chris, uh, we'll talk soon. Enjoy the NBA draft tonight. Looking forward to it, Bill. Thank you.